The dynamic duo, the best with the handsome half breed since Gino Hernandez. No disrespect to the gentleman, <laughs> Chris Adams, of course. Yo. It is I, Quincy Jones, go with the best damn tag team partner, Doc Lesnar. What's going on, sir? Hey, we the ones, baby. You already know what it is. Triple H, Triple H himself, the only hip hop hybrid in existence in the worlds of hip hop and pro wrestling. Doc Lesnar himself. Yeah, man. World's greatest tag team tower gang. This is the Quincy Jones show. And we back with another one, baby. Facts, facts. Yes, we are. We're gonna get it. Uh, we're gonna get it popping because we got uh news all over the spectrum. Um, yes. and if you can't tell, we are zooming again this week. But uh, you know what? That's the least of your worries. Is we try to uh, get as much news and uh, much review for your uh, dying hearts as we can this week. <laughs> it, I mean, it's gonna be a lot. I mean, we had Great American Bash, and then of course, I know that uh, Dynamite ran a little long as well. So a little um, long, yeah. So. Yeah, we're we're gonna, we're gonna get into it, but yeah, let me let me take care of the miscellaneous uh, <laughs> classified news. Oh, by all um, means. hot off the press, uh, you know, we had uh, actually announced this a couple times and updated it throughout uh, a few episodes of our show. As far as the uh, world, I believe it's the World Entertainment Series. Uh, yeah, the promotion started by uh, the former Authors of Pain, or is it like Wrestling Entertainment, something like that? Maybe it's rest. Uh, let me. Yeah, one know. one of the two. Yeah, it's one you- of them. Yeah, but we're familiar. You know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, we we were getting uh uh you know for anything. I mean, kind of you know getting updates on the card and stuff like that. But then I noticed that there was something going on because first, the last thing we we uh, reported on was the fact that they had to move uh, venues, but that was due to like a I think it was like a well, like a, a special like city mm-hmm. uh like ordained like celebration that that was being recognized and. It's like, you know what I mean? It was some yeah, sort of traditional right, yeah. thing going on. So they were like, yeah, we got to change venues and stuff like that. But that's cool if that's what was going on and all that. But, um, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it didn't seem like, you know, if there's smoke, there's fire and anything like that. Right. Yeah. But uh, I noticed uh, and this was a, uh, let me see. When was this? Uh, May, I think it was uh, possibly maybe even June. Um, I did see that uh, one of the people that were advertised was, uh, you know, Matt uh, Raywold, uh, a.k.a. Drama King Matt um oh really okay yeah and uh he says that uh i'm also it's it's because he had a series of of different tweets he says so uh w oh yes wrestling entertainment yeah you're right wrestling entertainment series so at wrestling and he's tweeting this at them so at wrestling uh entertainment official tv has cost me time and now cost me income i was asked to be on the show but had a conflicting uh booking i was told they really wanted me and would pay me up front so as they were former colleagues, I took I took them at their word and passed on my other booking. Then it goes on to say, now I'm also out a weekend or income due to them. Part of that is on me as I chose to forego my other date. But as I said, I was told repeatedly that, quote, for sure this was happening and they wanted me to be there. I would be wary of buying a ticket or the broadcast of this show. And since I have been completely ghosted with zero communication, I have friends booked for the show, and luckily some of them have been paid already, but I doubt the show will happen. No travel, hotel, or any pertinent information has been shared with anyone I know. Mm. 
And that was like, like I said, like earlier, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Matt's not known like his former partner, Simon, to be like on the dirt sheets or, you know, like he kind of respects the kayfabe. Still. He's not going to throw dirt on something. And then, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not going out of his way for for clicks and, and clickbait and stuff like that. Yeah. Or for a buzz like he's just if he says something, it's usually because it's really what's going on, you know. And, you know, and, and uh, uh, it's crazy because I also saw uh, there was other tweets uh, recently uh, coming from uh, the former Nia Jax as well. Oh. And uh, one was uh, early June where uh, she had said, uh, unfortunately, I will not be a part of the show when uh, they shared the uh, the the flyer online and also tagged everybody on the flyer. You know, she was still on the flyer. It was like a meet and greet type thing, as well as the actual wrestling entertainment, uh, you know, series event. Mm. Uh, again, this is that it was supposed to be at the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham. Um, and that was again, this is uh, June 23rd. I'm sorry, June 23rd, when she said that. Now it says, as of three days ago, they they posted the flyer again and saying that we win uh, a meet and greet. And then again, you know, which are one of your favorite superstars. And she's, lit, you know, her face is on this meet and greet giveaway graphic. And she says, I do not know why I'm still. And she's retweeting this with them in it. I do not know why I'm still on this poster, but I will repeat myself again. I will not be at the show. Please do not buy a ticket thinking you will see me perform and get a chance to meet me. I hate that it, this misleads people. Yeah, she's getting in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one thing. But then, you know, an actual uh, report came out uh, now where it's actually uh, saying that uh, the see, oh, let me see if I could find it here. Um, here. Oh, AOP's new promotion, the wrestling entertainment series has canceled its debut show just days before it was set to take place. Uh, the promotion issued a statement blaming it on wrestlers not showing up and got criticism from many former WWE stars who had recently been booked for the show, but pulled out due to the disorganization of it all. And uh, the statement that they're talking about that they put out, um, it's kind of crazy because they do blame the talent, but there's only one person that they name, and I'm like, that was kind of crazy. Uh, so the, the, they put out, Dear fans and followers, unfortunately, we will have to cancel the event scheduled for the Saturday at the Martyr Point Arena in Nottingham, England. We are deep, deeply disappointed in the news that we have to share, but with so many talent not showing up, we will have no choice then to cancel the event. Our team worked so hard on this event day in and day out for the fans to come out with a different type of wrestling event and believe that we still will be able to throw that show in the near future. Uh, we do not want to say that our talent that uh, oh, we do want to say that all of our talent that was scheduled have been paid in full and that Lena Fanine, who obviously is mm -hmm. uh, Nia Jax, yeah. was paid her deposit as well. While she while she changed her mind and did not want to show up and wrestle anymore. For now, we will have to apologize for this, but we promise that it will not be uh, it will not end here. See you soon from Team WES. So I'm like. I mean, with the tweets that she put out, she didn't say really nothing about them. Yeah. So hmm. for them, you know, to feel like they had to list her, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, what that name was drop her. Yeah, maybe she's just the most recent. Maybe they wrote Possibly that before. The, maybe yeah. she was the most difficult that they dealt uh, yeah. with, and they they fell away or something. I mean, but, not to not to just jump into that theory, but I mean, you know, that, that was the perception WWE was definitely trying to like stamp her with when she left. You know? Well, well, I'll say this: she already responded to that because she put up a graphic where it's a a, a meme of uh, the Simpsons. Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, uh, you see Millhouse and a bunch of kids like in single file line, like uh, going into this 
place that has like this bootleg like wooden sign on top it says fire festival admission fifty dollars mm-hmm. but then she put the wes logo over the uh, over the sign Ooh, yeah. yeah so she basically was trying to say it was on some i don't know i don't want to say fire, fire yeah no nah, you know I what get, i mean like yeah yeah making the comparison stuff like that but Ooh. yeah uh starting off hot huh i feel like she has no chill ever but you know I mean, that that's the least bit of that story. That is uh, unfortunate because, like you said, we have been reporting on like kind of the progress as it was coming up and there was more people confirmed and like the location was changing, like you said. But uh, I don't know. You hate to hear it. But, you know, the you know, not everyone can run a, bi- uh, a promotion. So, I mean, that, that's just the bitter uh, truth of it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see if they uh, run again in the near future, like they said. Yeah. Um, and I guess the, I guess keep going on this uh tight wire known as miscellaneous <laughs> as far as the news is going <laughs> buff bagwell oh. found himself trending look and, here steve uh, i was on twitter steve and i was trending steve i man. was like hold on there <laughs> guy you know oh, man i'm rich buddy <laughs> i'm the stuff i don't <laughs> my mom never called me uh this is all credit to uh russell talk okay Former WCW star Buff Bagwell has been trending on Twitter throughout the past few days, and unfortunately, it isn't regarding anything good. Bagwell had fans speaking out, tagging him regarding missing merchandise that they had paid for and trying to find out what was going on. They wanted the things they paid for or refunds, and it seemed that no one has been getting any answers. Buff shared that he, too, had been duped by someone who was supposed to be helping him named, quote, Michael Long. Then came the shocking announcement from the embattled employee of question, Michael Long, posting to Bagwell's discord, announcing that throughout the recent Buff Bagwell Twitter renaissance, the source of the opinions, including pro-life comments and support for the LGBTQ community was not coming from Bagwell at all. (laughs) That's a very specific. Those comments that just recently came out. I don't stand by that. That wasn't mean. No, 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 no. This is the guy saying all that. Like, because the thing is, I guess, because I read a few comments about it and there was a few like even Kid Bandit came out and said that he actually reached out the buff about how he deals with like criticism in the business. Mm -hmm. And he got offered some some advice. But then now he's like, well, it wasn't even him telling me this, but it still helped me. Oh, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So it's it's a mixed bag of, of how people are feeling about it. Uh, but yeah, the 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 former uh, Michael Long quoted, uh, "Appreciate everyone's support of Buff these last few months. I was running Buff's Twitter and other social media since last year. We have gone our separate ways due to a variety of reasons. I will not say anything bad about Mark and have no problem being the fall guy for whatever their issues are with merchandise." Enjoyed getting to know you all, though I was posting for Buff. It was my beliefs and opinions being tweeted. Hmm. The tale gets even weirder, though, (laughs) when you follow the thread of several fans who had attempted to purchase merchandise who alleged they were scammed by a known grifter who has uh, who is uh, a known habit of targeting the wrestling community. According to some, there is no Michael Wong at all. Rather, that itself is a alias for the real tweeter who allegedly may be on the Ohio Sex Offender Registry. Jesus. Buff himself has since commented in more detail on the controversies, releasing a video to his YouTube channel where he addresses the social media fracas uh, directly. Uh, According to Buff, he confirms he was not the one tweeting, however, mentions that regarding the LGBTQ community, he, quote, supports anyone that's happy in their lives, Steve. (laughs) 
apologize apologies for any traffic uh this oh no this is just the writer apologizing for any uh traffic uh, any traction that he gained to this uh story oh okay gotcha but uh yeah yeah there's that yeah that's definitely uh in the realm of miscellaneous <laughs> that was yeah I did. like i that said was- if it was just a regular you know what i mean no, uh, was, yeah, this guy tried to scam, but I was like, yeah, it's, it's a little twist. Yeah, no, no, I get you. That definitely would not have been on my uh, wrestling news bingo card. The funny thing is someone wrote uh, in uh, they're like, I hear that some people got ripped off by someone pretending very obviously pretending to be Buff Bagwell. Good. You were buying Buff Bagwell merchandise in 2022. You're clearly too stupid to handle your own money, and I'm glad you have less of it. I was oh, like, Jesus Christ. Geez, oh, man. That's- <laughs> Hot take, huh? Yeah, not gonna comment on that. But speaking of hot takes, uh, you know, this has, like you said, been an interesting week in wrestling. Uh, one of the things that it's been going around uh, is there's been a question posed to TK himself, Tony Khan. Obviously, we talked last episode about the um, I don't say the beginning of a of a good friendship, really, but maybe just possible working of, uh, relationship. Yeah, yeah, or at least signs that they're open to it with WWE. You know, reaching out to, uh, you know, get stars like uh, Brian Danielson, Paul White, and of course, uh, Chris Jericho for the, you know, John Cena, what was it, 20, 30 year deal that they were doing uh, yeah. with them on Raw. So uh, we were talking about that last week. But uh, yeah, since then, the uh, question has been posed to TK himself, if, uh, you know, he would be open to the possibility of a joint show. Uh, with uh, WWE, you know, obviously just uh, doing Forbidden Door. Uh, he uh, quoted, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but I would be open to talking about that kind of thing. It's not crazy, but it's a very bold prediction, sir. As we uh, <laughs> told the reporter. Very who, bold uh, move, Cotton. Yeah, that's how it felt a little bit. But uh, speaking of Forbidden Door, you know, uh, we had talked about also last week how they had a pretty good financial success. I think what they said, what, a million dollars. What was it in? Um, and, and pay-per-view buys five yeah million, or, or was it in in uh, maybe a million dollars at the gate five million in buys something like yeah, that. that's what it was yeah and uh you know so, but we were talking about how that's pretty important given that they didn't have a lot of their top stars and not just on the aw side with uh you know uh guys like brian danielson and uh you know uh cm punk and guys like that that are injured but also on the new japan side and one of those names that i even felt was rob because we talked about you know what could have would have been although andrade and co were not really uh, welcome to the new Japan show due to their triple uh, A ties. But uh, Tetsuya Naito uh, was the name yeah. that we talked about. That we yeah, we did bring where because I think we even we thought he was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about maybe them having some sort of, uh, you know, interpromotional faction type segment, you know, with uh, uh, was it LIJ and, you know, that could have been cool. But he, yeah, uh, basically uh, uh, he was on the new Japan site and recently uh, wrote. Uh, apparently he's saying that he was quote unquote not invited to the forbidden door uh he says quote unfortunately i was not invited to the AEW new japan show that is being talked about all over the place then he wrote not invited equals not needed right and he says because of that frustration i haven't watched any footage of the show i'm just genuinely upset about it um what's crazy is um there's a a Twitter accounting backup hangman, which a lot of people enjoy uh, what he his content on Twitter. So I implore implore you to find him in uh, Adam as well. But he is uh, claiming that this is probably all just a work, um, you know, because uh, he has some sort of source that he uh, reportedly that uh, Omega was slated to face Naito 
uh, at the event, but of course he just oh. wasn't, wasn't healthy in time, you know? So um, that would, you know, would kind of make sense why there wasn't anything, but it makes you wonder if it's a shoot or not shoot, but a work, like what, is, what are they working towards? You know what I'm saying? But I will say something that was curious is additionally, Kenny Omega, recently um you know voiced during an interview at ceo that he said quote if i get another major setback that's it that's it i'm done i can't do this ever again but it's unclear if he meant like a setback in trying to get his surgeries and stuff like that like medical setback or setback with oh he can't you know he, he thought he'd be healthy to compete but wasn't in the end like so that's i mean really it, 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 as it, well it could be a setback in the video game. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what. what <laughs> yeah, yeah very, very, very true. But speaking of pay-per-views and AEW, you guys already know there's like, I guess, the big four for AEW. There's Revolution in February, uh, Double or Nothing in May or sometimes June, depending on, you know, the weekend. Uh, All Out in September, which, you know, Quincy Jones, go. He knows very well. And uh, Full Gear in November, which I think you also know that very well. <laughs> so, But uh, it was uh, reported by Andrew Zarian uh, this week uh, that, I guess, Warner Media want more paper reviews from AEW, uh perhaps even six instead of just the four but uh it's saying that they're not forcing them to but would love for them to do more like it's you know highly suggested but it's not a requirement of you know the existing contract i mean when, or whatever when you bring up just uh what you're just talking about with uh you know what could possibly be you know going on with this naito stuff mm -hmm. and you know what they could be possibly playing towards if kenny's uh ends up being healthy you know towards the end of this year or you know um yeah, we that that, that could be that could be your answer i mean it, it could be another possibly another pay-per-view unless they wanted i mean i think I, I i mean if they're gonna do it every year it should just be once a year but yeah but well i know they talked about trying to do another one uh at the tail end of the year possibly um but that would be like we said maybe in japan they were talking about the 30 year anniversary and all that last week well, but, but what um, if new year smash <laughs> no no but it, i will i say mean this. i it's a little funny that they're cranking out Fighter Fest next week, but whatever. Yeah, no, trust me, I I got opinions on that. I mean, it's a lot going on, <laughs> you know. But to add to that, on the twenty third, we had Death Before Dishonor that was also yeah. announced for Ring of Honor. Um, but it's being said that you know it's curious that that announcement came out maybe a few days after the Andrew Zarian report. So a lot of people are wondering if Ring of Honor falls into, even though it's not AEW, it's a TK entity, if that also falls into, um, you know, what would be considered another pay-per-view, you know, because you would think essentially a lot of the same guys, you know, would be working the show, but um you know, that's being said because it's uh, two things. It's going to be streamed on BR Live. So it's being said that when it does stream, that's going to be a test to see what the demand is like. Because the, the fact is Forbidden Doors, the first time they did a paid pay-per-view, uh, like exactly a month after their last pay-per-view. They don't usually do that. And they didn't see a, dis uh, a dis like a disparaging number of, uh, you know, like in terms of like going down in terms of can can we sustain a monthly pay-per-view without draining people's pockets? Like, you know what I mean? Without seeing <laughs> not, not, if it's, not if it's 50 bucks every fucking time. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> I would now with these gas prices be, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And I think it's just one of those things where, yeah, that's true, but it's also because it's forbidden door. It's the first show of its kind in a long time, you know, because we had WCW and AAA and they, I think, you know, they had that joint show back in the nineties at the old Olympic auditorium, but it's been a long time since they've done something like that. where like, both you know um 
I would say promotions are knee deep in, you know, the creative and really working together. So, but um, yeah, so it's being said, it'll be a test to see, you know, what the demand will be like uh, with it uh, streaming on BR live at the end of the uh, month, just a month after forbidden door, obviously. And then it's saying that it's being possible or it's possible that it being streamed on BR live may be a sign of a TV deal. Zarian added, I don't know this, but I wouldn't be shocked if there was a TV deal announced, a TV deal announced at the pay-per-view because it is interesting that they're running For who ring of honor yeah so i was wondering it, about that because i was like i'm sure tony would parlay that even though it's a separate entity entity owned by him he probably would still yeah. try, you know parlay that as a way to get some mm. you know major television rights for for them too at some point but yeah definitely possibly i mean well, hey well, well we'll see how it goes i mean i'm not i mean you know i mean like if it don't that if you know if i don't hear from i'll be like this we heard about the trail championships, and so I don't hold my breath when it comes to a lot of this shit anymore. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, I get you. But uh, speaking of pay per views, we did have one that just passed. We did some uh, uh, small predictions on uh, which was money. In the yeah, bank we just did weekend. the uh, the money in the bank matches. Man, hey, sh- shout out to uh, to uh, Live though because yeah, yeah, I, I mean I, I chose her to win, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't expect it to cash in the same night. I was good. I was yeah, good. I- yeah, no, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on her in a second, but I was uh, also gonna jump onto this whole thing with Shotzi Blackheart. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'll just try to run through it. You know, obviously the IWC can be very toxic. We talk about it all the time on the show, and um, you know, it could be very cancel culture ish sometimes. And what happened was Shotzi yeah. did have a few botches in the match. Um, I don't think they were the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just, I think because all eyes are on you, there's a lot more pressure with it being, you know, a female ladder match, I guess, you know, but, um, you know, basically the, the fans rained on the, the, the hate. Some of them even saying she should be like ashamed. She should retire, things like that. So she ended up turning off or shutting down her, her, uh, Twitter. And then she actually put out a, um, comment on it uh which i thought was you know uh, in my opinion i I thought was uh pretty good for her to say she says um you know uh i wouldn't have done anything i didn't practice or thought i couldn't do safely in the match but i'm not a wrestle robot i'm human and slips happen especially in the chaotic unpredictable ladder match i can take a joke and laugh at myself one of the first things i said was i can't wait to see that spot on botchamania but comments like you should be fired and other terrible things admittedly hit hard i had to have a few friends wipe the tears off my face and slap some sense into me and remind me who the f i am that being said all my haters can suck my big giant hairy mangoes <laughs> and then she tweeted happy fourth suckers with a mango emoji uh and then uh, you know even after that people were a bit concerned because she did you know like i said uh, shut down her twitter and then she well, yeah. to a story yeah. and said you know i appreciate everyone checking on me i swear i'm fine i have been going through the toughest year of my personal life so it's deeper than nasty comments but also twitter has not helped with my already fragile mind state just yeah, trying to stay I, motivated and positive i am focused on my goals and not what's on the internet yeah I know that she uh, she was dealing with a family, a close family death. I think it was her dad. I wouldn't be surprised because she holds him so so high. In, yeah, I think I think she know. lost her dad a couple of months ago. So yeah, I know okay. that she's been through it. And then I remember she even saying that she was excited for the match because it's been like the first time she's ever got to do any type of hardcore type of stuff. Yeah, that's more her style. Yeah, yeah, you know. So you know, but that it's also like the first time she's been on like a I think pay per view match. I think too, right? Maybe I'm wrong. No, but I, I know, think- I know, I know. She they haven't used it regularly like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I think you might be right about that. But yeah, she she said what she said and then shut shut off Twitter, which I guess people had a problem with that too. I'm like, dude, she can't win, dude. What? Who, yeah, who yeah. Is, 
you can't but, make anyone happy. On yeah, Twitter. but yeah, I'm glad she actually checked in on Instagram. Let everybody know that who cares about her that yeah. she's good. But you know, yeah, shit, but dude. But back to the winner of the night, Liv. Like you said, you did pick her. She did win the ladder match, and then she would cash in later on that night. Um, you know, uh, it's being speculated because a lot of people were surprised of them finally pulling the trigger on Liv because it seems like she's been scratching at the glass ceiling for a I long think it time. was more surprising that it came at the expense of someone like Ronda. Yeah, that's what I, was more the surprise factor. And and I have a little bit on that, you know, suggestively. Awesome. Okay. Who, who knows? So uh, a person online claiming to be Ronda Rousey's uh, photographer uh, was at the event, sat ringside, uh, took a photo or, or or a story, whichever the one, like of the match of the you know of her winning the belt, and uh, wrote this over the the uh, the content said, respect to Ronda Rousey who never wanted or asked to be champion and demanded that the most passionate pro wrestler be awarded the most prestigious title in our industry. Hashtag respect and then tags, uh, you know you only live once, uh, which is live more. Uh, Liv Morgan, yeah, Liv Morgan. Yeah, I I heard, uh, I did hear that she's never wanted the title. They just put it on her to try to, you know what I mean? Like she, yeah, she, wanted, sure. she wanted to come back, but she didn't want to come back right into a champion. Role. I'm I'm sure they thought like, oh, let's sweeten the deal, and and she, to her it was like, ah, yeah, I of guess. course, you know what I mean? So. I, I mean, I mean, I'm part, I'm pretty sure part of that deal is like, and don't forget, you know, when you're done, you can just do this, and then we'll put you in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Because they, yeah. of course, they they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why and wouldn't they? I was going to say just I had one last thing I actually forgot to mention to you, but it's very small. Um, it actually might be a good segue for you to start your review, sir. But um, Fightful, uh, Fightful.com reports that there have been serious discussions in WWE of bringing Solo Sequoia to the main roster, though no specific mm. brand has been decided yet. So mm. they don't know if they bring them up. They don't know if they'll continue the solo journey, you know, bad pun, or if they're going to, you know, think about if he's another person for uh roman to use i won't say i'm beck and call but just to add to the bloodline stuff and all that maybe the reason why he can pull the usos out of it too very true you know what i mean so you know, i mean i mean i know they both got upcoming title matches too at, at SummerSlam. so if they do use them he could help either both or one or the other uh retain you know my opinion but we'll see so but that's all the news i have sir well um on that note I guess we can get into your favorite part of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Grayson Waller. Waller's world instead of Wardlow's world. <laughs> oh, I thought, see, I thought you were doing like instead of Wally's world, but, you know. Hey, that's pretty good. That went right over my head, didn't it? I mean, you could, you know, you know, don't don't, don't let a lie get in the way of a good story, uh, you know. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> hey, hey. The, 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 the great Dusty Rhodes told me that, baby. Yeah. But uh, not NXT 2.0. And like, just no, no, Dusty, no, no. It's. NXT, Great American Bash. I was about to say, speaking of Dusty, Great American Bash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's two for two, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, w- I was getting there. You just, you, you just wouldn't let me build it up. But uh, no, 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 this ain't two point oh. Nah, uh, man. Okay, I'm gonna get my my my. This is gonna be my little short burst of cornet right now. You ready for this? <laughs> okay. Toxic Attraction versus Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. I heard about it. I saw the end result. NXT Tag Team Championship match. This match was a joke. Actually, Uh, let me single out Gigi Dolan because she did great in this match. Everyone else? Man, before I bury this, I'll say this. All right. It wasn't like the whole match, but like the last half of the match was filled with, dude, so many mistimed spots and botches, dude. Like people, people forgetting spots, people forgetting that the legal person in the match. Like 
this match just exposed a lot of people. And all I could say is that Corey Jade and Roxanne are the new NXT tag team champions via the Pop Rocks. And, and honestly, a matter of fact, the only good thing I'll praise about this match is that we have a new light skin referee with a flat top in the in the in the business now. So Let's your boy, go. your boys finally got some skin in the game. Let's go. LFG. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Lit- so was, literal, literal skin I, in the game. Let's I see, go. I was like, I was like, hold on, who who's this over here? Like, I, I don't remember D Brown over here. Like, hell's like, hold up, bro. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Little, little Spud Webb flat top, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Little, 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 <laughs> think, uh, little, I, little old Tommy Davidson flat top, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I think I think I know you're talking about. Yeah. But anyways, Tony D and the family. We got a little segment here. It's Tony Tudon. I'm sorry. It's Tony Stacks, Joaquin Cruz and Electra. As uh, Tony tells the the last three I just named from Legato uh, that he had to make a tough decision last week, obviously referring to having to whack two dimes. I had to space that out. You know, pause, pause Uh, (laughs) and says that they're probably wondering where Santos is and says that he handled him again. Pause. Uh, last week, he said he was going to walk out the North American champion or else. And, and he grabs his phone and shows them pictures of what or else means. As we see, Santos is laid up in a hospital, <laughs> uh, insinuating that they put him there. Uh, basically tells wow. L- LDF that it should be clear or it should now be clear who works for who and tells Cruz and Joaquin that Electra is the only one who's been putting in work, claiming that she's, quote, increased business at the port by 18 <laughs> percent. I like how they lean it into this, man. I was like, what the fuck? Which I was going down at the port, though. You ain't never shown up vignettes at the port. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us, Cruz and Joaquin, they have one more chance to prove their loyalty to, to the family or they'll be joining Santos. I'm like, yeah, but then it'll just be y'all three. I don't, that don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't have me like I was like, it was funny because <laughs> Electra gets her one line. Oh my God, somebody call uh, Santos right now. Make sure he's okay. And then you just, they're just sitting there for like two seconds and no one grabs their phone. <laughs> they're just like looking concerned, like, huh, I know, right? Yeah, somebody <laughs> should. Yeah, it's, it's real urgent. <laughs> it should be you, Essa. It's real, it's real urgent, even. Oh, uh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, next, we got a match between Wes Lee and Trick Williams. Uh, Trick came down in a boxing inspired attire uh, with his hands wrapped, you know, kind of like boxers do. Mm. Carmelo cornering him with like you know water bottles as well all that jazz mm. um you got you know what's his name Barrett White Barrett uh <laughs> it's pretty much popping up the fact that I guess Ali is like one of his heroes so that's why he did I don't know I was I'm gonna like, say that makes a little bit more sense he's got the height and the charisma and the way he like, the, 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 like the gab yeah. the gift the gab though is probably what it is you know what I mean yeah. mm. uh which is funny because like yeah, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was like a corny joke. It's not even worth bringing it up. Uh, they start off with a tie up. Trick uses his size to slam West down face first on the mat like Ryback used to do. Okay. Uh, Trick gets a uh, a beal on West, but he fights back using his quickness before Trick again uses his size to slow it down with what looks like a modified ab stretch. Uh, West fires up again with some quick strikes and uh, jumping stomp. But the finish comes when Trick. Uh, he, he takes a powder on the outside and then he uh, he's pouring uh, he grabs one of the water bottles from Mello and he pours the water bottle uh, all over his gloves, mm. which turns out to be rubbing alcohol. Uh, the refs, you know, has his back turned so he doesn't see it. And then he, uh, he pretty much just like takes down West and rubs his gloves all in his eye. So oh. he's like he's like can't see. It. And then he like walks right into the discus boot for the win. It was kind of lame, to be honest. 
<laughs> I guess we need because, to build because it was lame because threat like because you had Vic like on the mic smelling what, what is that rubbing it smells like rubbing alcohol and then you get that looks just like water to me I'm like all right Barrett <laughs> like I didn't realize you're such a trick fan you know what I mean yeah like, yeah, yeah seriously <laughs> uh, next we had an Apollo Cruz entering segment uh, has new music uh, talks about how his kids. Didn't recognize him on TV while he was on the main roster. Told him that he it just wasn't him, and they just stopped kind of watching him. Uh, you know, kind of lost interest. But says that since he's been back on NXT, they've been just as excited about it as he has been, and are back to watching him. And he thanks his kids for giving him his uh, his new spark. Uh, talks about how the NXT landscape was different, and names different people he liked to face, like Tony D, Nathan Frazier, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Walla. Uh, Cameron Grimes and starts to talk about Braun Breaker when he gets interrupted by Giovanni Vinci, who takes umbrage with Cruz leaving him off his list while arguing. Uh, I'm sorry, while arguing that he's the only one in NXT who can match his strength and athleticism, which I was like, hmm, pretty true, mm-hmm. and takes it further, saying not only will he outperform him, but he'll do it in style. As Cruz invites him, didn't I say he was going to start saying that shit too? Yep. Uh, Cruz invites him to the ring, but Vinci says, obviously, he's not dressed to fight because, you know, he got the whole like three piece suit on. But says, next week, you will find out who is the best athlete in NXT and that you'll have seven days to come up with a good excuse to tell your children why you lost to Giovanni Vinci. I was like, oh, we're doing the, the third person thing. Giovanni Vinci outperforms everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we got another JD McDonough. A McDonald? Mc, uh, Mc, McDonough? McDonough. Yeah. Uh, debuts next week, aka Jordan Devlin. He's Jordan Devlin to me. Wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, Grayson Walla <laughs> taking on uh, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Melo come out, came out with some pop and circumstance. He had like the USA Dream Team aesthetic. Uh, with the entrance and the ring gear, uh, full and a full pyro. He also had like a three on his uh, knee pad that they explained was a uh, ode to Iverson, which I've always said he's the Iverson uh, NXT. Yeah, straight up. Straight um, up. action picks up quick as the crowd is hot for both guys. Um, Hayes goes for a pin but tries to grab the tights for some early mind games. Walla tries for the stunner early as well, but Melo able to counter and hits the fadeaway springboard leg drop. Uh, Waller fights back with what I can describe as uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but uh, Kenny Omega does the Kreutz Wrath, uh, which is the electric chair into the German suplex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He did it except instead of a German suplex, he he did a, a backdrop. Like he he caught him. Oh, in okay. Back suplex. Yeah, it was kind of sick. Yeah. Uh, Mello rolls to the outside to avoid the pin, but Waller runs and slides to the outside, kind of like a baseball slide, mm-hmm. keeping the the momentum going, and then hits a running lariat on Mello on the outside before the break. Uh, during picture in picture, you see Waller ripping up a fan sign. He takes control of the match. He hits a uh, tilt the world backbreaker for a near fall. Wow. Uh, Mello fights back during uh, the break as well with the innovative springboard tornado DDT, where he grabbed the front headlock and then launched himself backwards towards the rope and springboarded off the bottom rope to hit the uh, the, the DDT and got a near oh, fall. Wow! Wow! Uh, one thing I like to comment on because I'm always talking shit. Grayson's psychology in this match was really good. I was going to say, I was like, some of the things you're telling me, I was like, he was really sounds sounds like he's actually becoming a good wrestler. Bro, like, he was really getting his shit in as far as staying on mellow and warming, you know, helping him warm up the comeback. Like, I'll put it this way. <clears throat> Honestly, this match alone is worth watching during the picture in picture. Oh, wow. 
Okay. I was, yeah, there's stuff that happens where you're like, yo, this dude, like, you know, I highly recommend watching the match because, like, there's just certain things. Like, it's not all about, like, you know, I was telling Mark, too, I was like, we're so used to watching guys go for moves and then going to set up to the next move, whatever it's going to be, right? Yeah. Without really any story of what, why you're stringing these these certain moves together for what? It's just your comeback sequence, but why? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, Every sounds like everything was for uh for a reason it's too planned out right it's too rehearsed yeah, right? But, yeah. but the stuff he was a little doing a little small stuff like cut it like the stuff he was doing to cut uh mellow off to make sure he couldn't get near the ropes or you know the way he was staying on him and, and keeping he was Nick, he was wrestling like he was trying to win a championship he was absolutely he was wrestling like a heel trying to win a fucking match absolutely dude yeah it was it was good. uh yeah I, I mean again you know i, I don't really be praising him too much i just yeah. usually make fun of the the, the accent but mm-hmm. uh walla <laughs> hits the ball and elbow uh as i call it the elbow drop from the the middle rope for a change for a near fall uh but hayes fights back with a tilt world face buster locks in a cross face as well uh waller able to counter into a triangle lock of his own he was trying to get that triangle lock a lot in this match to be honest mm. as he throws some vicious upward elbows as well before mellow uh stacks him on his shoulders for a pin attempt Waller breaks the submission as Mello ends up running right into a Harlem sidekick as both men are down and the crowd goes nuts. Both men back up and trading strikes as Mello hits the springboard clothesline. Waller hits this crazy throwback version of the unprettier for a really close three count. I don't know if you know, understand what I'm saying. Like, like the throwback that John Cena does, he did that yeah. except he catches Mello's arms and drills them with a unprettier. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really crazy. Like a flipping unprettier kind yeah. of. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Mello tries for that that same tornado DDT again, but Waller pushes him off and rolls through for a standing stunner in the ring. But Mello once again rolls out to avoid the pin. Waller follows Mello outside and throws him back in the ring, and he looks to line up uh, Mello for the tumbling stunner. When Trick Williams walks in front of him, stopping him, they argue, of course, you know, jaw jacking with each other. When Wesley comes from out of nowhere and hits a running flying forearm on Trick Williams, taking him out of the equation, as Waller just shrugs it off and starts running for the tumbling stunner, but Mello catches him in midair with the lung blower uh, mm-hmm. counter, setting him up for the diving leg drop for the win. Wow, sounds like a, a, a match of the night candidate. Uh, yeah, it was. It was definitely better than main event. Not, not to you know, yeah. main event was main event, but it was. This is definitely better than main event. One hundred percent. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Next on the docket, we had Diamond Mine versus Diamond Mine. <laughs> um, if That's you remember, right. yeah. the Creeds yeah. versus Damon Kemp and Roddy Strong. Uh, we saw a pre uh, pre match group meeting, a little uh, you know, a little ritual, I guess. As Ivy is hype, you know, she's in the middle of, of both teams, hyping up both teams. They all chant Diamond Mines forever. Ivy's telling them both to leave it all in the ring as they all fist bump, including Damon Kemp. But Roddy just walks off and avoids it all together while you hear him off screen, like yelling for Damon to come with him. You know, they're getting ready for the match. You know. Mm. Uh, he's like, I'm not here for the uh, Damon. Let's go for the, <laughs> for for the camaraderie. I'm, I'm here. nah. Mm. Uh, Brutus and Damon start the match until, or they would have, until Roddy calls for the tag before anyone could even lock up. <laughs> Roddy ties up with Brutus, who upsets him with a waist lock takedown. Roddy tries for a shoulder block, but Brutus shoulder blocks him out of his boots instead. Uh, Julius and Damon in the match now is uh, Julius spends too much time mouthing off to Roddy on the apron, and Damon takes over the match. Uh, Creed brothers tag in and, uh, you know, they, they hit consistent uh, fireman carry uh, slams as Julius also back body drops Damon in the ring and again to the outside of the ring as uh, Brutus hits the diving cannonball on the outside before picture in picture. Oh, damn. Uh, Brutus slow to get up on, on the cannonball, though. Not sure if he knocked the wind out of himself or actually hurt himself, but mm. 
Uh, they could have just been selling because they knew they had time for the break. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, okay. Back from the break, though, Damon and Roddy have isolated Julius, uh, but Julius ends up hitting a, a gut rich uh, suplex on Damon to uh, tag in Brutus, who takes out Damon uh, as well. Roddy blind tags in, but finds himself trapped between both Creed brothers before <laughs> choosing to slap the piss out of Julius, leading him to distract him because he was on the apron. Oh, okay. uh, lead, leading him to distract in a referee for trying to illegally get in the match as Bru- uh, Brutus falls victim to two jumping knees from Roddy for a near fall. Uh, Damon's back in the match now and hits uh, the, the slingshot spear from the apron, but does not get all of it uh, at all. Uh, Julius finally gets the hot tag against Roddy as they finally face each other in the match as he hits him with the scoop slam and overhead release belly to belly and hits that unique cartwheel spine buster he does and looks to line him up for that running low lariat but he quickly tags in Damon, who runs right into another cartwheel spine buster. He mm. ends up eating the low lariat from Julius for the win. Still your NFC tag champs, the Creed brothers. Damn. Which to me, it looked like Roddy knew the end was near, but he's like, I'm not taking this fucking pin. And then just tagged in Damon. Gotcha. And was there a women's title match on this or no? No. Okay. Gotcha. No, she she challenges uh, Roxanne to, the, to uh, her title next week. But um, after yeah. becoming a tag champion, that makes no sense. That's what I said. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we got a vignette for Axiom, which, uh, you know, you sent this to me as well. It's already been rumored. This is a, a, a kid's new uh, alias, I guess, or his new uh, character, uh, which is interesting because I guess they said that the, the trademark for this was uh, filed back in October. Oh, OK. So that's kind of like oh. uh, some of the quotes from this. Um, he's kind of on some Rain Man, like fucking crazy uh, all kinds of uh, graphics of equations uh, on the walls and, you know, everywhere on the screen and shit. You know what I mean? He's like this brainiac or whatever. Hmm. But he says uh, he was born with a gift for mathematics, says everything can be broken down into a formula and there's a solution to every problem. I've been told I'm technically gifted in the ring, but whether it's mathematics or physics, it all comes down to an equation where you can quickly analyze and react to anything because where the body fails, the mind can push you to new heights. I am Axiom. You know, I heard that's a kid. That's why I said. In the yeah. Beginning. Uh, oh, okay. You did. Okay. Yeah. I, I I heard that's either either a kid or I forgot the other name. But I'm surprised that that's the gimmick. You know what I mean? Not. I'm not surprised because they got a woman already doing that with the financial stuff and like the stats and. Oh, that's true. Thirty-eight percent uh, yeah, chance of winning. Yeah. They're, they're, they're sh- yeah. They practically tested the water with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they got this other chick who's just like a college student. You know yeah. I mean? that's, that's right. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And then you got what's his name? I mean, they got Eight a guy running it. a school. Yeah. Inside of a say, school. Chase, right? chase you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, right. it's like it's Chase you at full sale. He's um, basically a dean and yeah, that wrestles or whatever. Yeah. It's I get an you. inception of a. Of, a, of an education that's system. pretty funny <laughs> uh we had a von wagner segment there's nothing really to say here i'll explain it basically it's uh von wagner with sophia cromwell and um robert stone they asked for some time um mckenzie's asking him what's up you know robert stone just like oh you know we think it's weird that he's not booked on on the gab which i was like oh finally somebody says it out loud yeah uh, seriously and then all of a sudden um solo sequoia interrupts and he's basically saying, like, man, why are you why are you over here crying, bro? Like, I'm not making excuses for, for losing my match. Like, you just got to, you know what I mean? Like, basically just, you know, calling him out. And then Wagner's like, no, nah, you know what? I got this. I don't. These guys don't speak for me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. all right, then why you let them speak for you <laughs> just five seconds ago? <laughs> but uh, he, they basically like they're about to go at it. And I'll just say the best part of this whole segment. Hell, maybe even the whole night mm-hmm. is that we see a cameo. From 
Black Magic himself, screaming Norman Smiley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as one of the officials trying to separate Sequoia. And I, did, I didn't know if he still worked there or not, man. That's pretty good. Man, it was it was a joy. Shout yeah, out to man. Nick Bonona, by the way, dude. I've seen him on, on NXT for a while, and I'm like, I know that's him. I know that's him. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out he's part of the creative team. Oh, I'm like, good for fucking you, dude. That's what's up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, he's the he's been one of the doctors that they use, like whenever they need a trainer or something. Oh, OK. Gotcha. I'm like, yo, that's Nick. Like, I, 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 I don't know him on the first day, but, but I know him from from the wrestling the refereeing and his work with, the, in, you know, New Japan. Also with uh, uh, just a lot of stuff, dude. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know. Full dog trying to pop quiz me. <laughs> Braun Breaker versus Cameron Grimes for NXT Championship is the main event. And mm-hmm. then we can uh, take a break. Chase you pop quiz. No, no. please no. <laughs> uh, just noticed I may be wrong here, but I think they had someone re-record Grimes theme song because it didn't sound like Josiah Williams anymore. Really? I'm sure they own the rights to it so they can do whatever they want. If yeah, that is the case, but if it, if it, you know, it just didn't hit like it used to. Okay. Yeah, I got to go back. Because um, mm. I was like, um, I'm not getting that. I mean, you know, not that he has a high pitch voice, but it's a little higher when he raps. Like, Manny, yeah. Manny, Manny. This is more like. A, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm stacking bread. B. No, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they went full East Coast on it. <laughs> it was a lot more grime on it for the for Grimes. It was the East you. Coast East Coast grime mix. You know yeah, I mean? there you go. Um, but anyways, uh, Breaker has the Kurt Angle tribute trunks. They didn't say it, but it definitely what it was. It, you know, the American half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, start off with a tie-up with Braun using his strength to out Matt Russell Grimes, of course, even hooking a gator roll and then den- deadlifting Grimes into an impressive suplex. Uh, Grimes targets Breaker's right shoulder and arm that he hurt last week during uh, uh, Picture in Picture. Uh, and, you know, it's worth being said that while he was clear to wrestle, there was a lot of questions about what percentage uh, Breaker was at health-wise, uh, if his uh, shoulder was still, uh, you know, injured or what. But um, there was a lot of points where he was still showing signs of strength in his arm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, Breaker tried for the press slam at one point, but Grimes floats over and pushes Braun uh, out of the ring where he hits the, the PK off the apron and follows up with a running cannonball. Throws Breaker back into the ring and he continues to work on his arm as uh, Breaker hits a desperation spine buster and then uh, the catching power slam um, off the Irish whip. Uh, but uh, Grimes okay. also lands the, the super kick and the uh, moonsault followaway slam for a near fall of his own. Um, the one thing I thought it would be funny, I'm like, so Breaker's shoulder, you might want to hit a shoulder breaker? No. Mm-hmm. Just saying, yeah. It's just it's right there. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Breaker hits an avalanche Frankensteiner for a close two count. Uh, Grimes locks in the octopus hold and then shoves Braun uh, shoulder first into the turnbuckle a lot like he did last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then lands the cave-in for a, lo- a close two count. Grimes I mean, he, can't he, believe it. He can. I mean, he basically jumps on the shoulders, too. So I could see why that'd be a, a, a really good way to win that match. Damn. I mean, okay. especially like like yeah, the sequence, like the combo right there. Are yeah. the fans still uh, chanting? Let's get grimy, by the way. Or is that a thing of the past? Is that what they were, I never noticed that they were chanting that. That was back when he was doing the stuff with uh, DiBiase and, and L.A. Knight and stuff. So well, the I've, funny thing you, you mentioned that is they had, you know, like every time they try to make it feel like a special event, they, they put up like the stats and like, you know, the intangibles yeah, yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. And they, they had, you know, the hits heart and i forgot what else it was but it was also like accolades former north american champion and former million dollar champion i'm like that don't mean nothing i'm like yeah it's not recognized yeah especially when he's on camera going yeah i'm gonna just take this and you can have this replica it's like he's like well i, I'll always I got have- i got 
I always have the good times. <laughs> yeah, so that dang DBS. He was that like, damn DBS. Um, was like, I'm, I'm gonna take this kid. I got court costs coming up. Oh, <laughs> uh, sheesh. Uh, I mean, it, it is kind of funny that he uh just scammed him yeah, yeah. <laughs> after having to leave for the same thing, anyway. Uh, Grimes can't believe it. Uh, yeah, he kicked out after the cave in. But he quickly goes to the top rope, uh, attempts to hit that diving cave in from the top. Uh, oh, wow. But okay. Because he's done it before, either off the top rope or he'll do it a uh, springboard off the top rope. Oh, okay. Um, but Breaker cuts him in half with the spear for the win. Um, Post-match, Breaker is posing up the ramp, but he gets attacked from behind by J.D. McDonough. McDonough. McDonald's. Um, yeah. As he hits the deadlift Big Mac suplex. No. <laughs> Uh, now the deadlift uh, uh, Saito suplex through one of the prop picnic tables, leaving him laying. Yeah, it Telling, was. It, it's that one we were talking about last week, right? That like short arm. Yeah. Yeah. Joint. Yeah. That. Telling him the necessary evil is here. I heard is that his new moniker. Um. um sure. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, chum. You oh, know. Man. You're the one who's uh. You know. Registered to the Jordan Devlin fan club. <laughs> hey, Breaker is a two-time champion now, right? Yeah, that was in, in the intangibles. Yeah. Apparently, you can't uh, teach that. Now, I'm just wondering because, like, it just seems like they're having him run the gambit uh, or, or do the how much wick does the fuse of being champion, like, last? You know what I mean? Like, like it's like, a how you know, how long can he keep defending against different people? You know what I mean? Because it seems like there's a very consistent amount of opponents they're trying to bring in to like strengthen his uh title reign. So I just wonder if it's gonna be one of those where he he just you know was trying he tried to be champion, uh, you know, and try to defend it too many times, you know, where it backfires on him. And I wonder who will reap the benefits of that with that title change. So I'm I'm thinking him, believe it or not, I'm thinking it might be uh Apollo Cruz. I could see it, uh, but they'll 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 need time to build him to get to that point for sure. I wouldn't even be mad if it was Grayson Waller at some point. I wouldn't either. I mean, because, you're because about consistent guys, you know. So, well, yeah, I'm thinking that they can keep booking him up until that point. Really good. He stands a chance to be the guy to take it, just from a yeah, that, you know, storyline standpoint. But yeah, that was uh that was the the, the GAB. You know, G-A-B. What I mean, yeah, um, I mean, as far as matches next week, it's uh Mandy versus. Roxanne Perez for the NXT Women's Championship. And then I believe they also booked, um, what was the other match they booked? Uh, oh, Solo Sokoa versus uh, Von Wagner. Wagner. All right, that should be interesting. Because they got they got a uh, old rivalry anyway, right? Who? Waller and uh, Sokoa? Or... No, no, no. Von Wagner. Oh, Von Wagner. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Wagner. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, bro? You, you talking about the. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Okay. You know the the, the dude, the, the guy who um, I mean his character and whatnot. Nah, nah. <laughs> you know who he looks from? Uh, he looks related to um, ZZ <laughs> from Tough Enough. From Tough Enough? I mean, look, it's like I, he gets respect just because you know. Is that ZZ? We, 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 <laughs> we recently referenced his father on the show uh, with, with, with the Beverly Brothers finisher, but. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Oh, man. Oh, well. Well, NXT GAB in the can. Yep. Uh, and yeah. we're going to go take a quick break and we'll be right back with Dynamite.
What is going on? Quincy Jones Go here, and I'm here to tell y'all details on the brand new drop that just came out yesterday from Storyline Tees. I'm telling y'all, man, this is the one. They, they the ones. <laughs> they the ones. Every single time out the park, they never miss. This time, no different. This time, we got an AEW design for those that are fans of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yuta, Moxley, Danielson, and of course, the Lordship himself, Regal. All up on that thing, forged in combat, available in three different colors, white, heather gray, and black for all y'all needs. So don't be a snotty little toe rag. Pull out that good money and get you one right now before they are all gone. Quincy Jones said so. And make sure you follow at StorylineTees underscore LLC. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show. Home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Yurt, yurt, we back. Um, one quick thing before I allow you, uh, my partner in crime, to go ahead with the dynamite review. Yes, I forgot we actually had one more thing NXT related. Uh, I, I forgot I was going to save this as far as news because it was going to be part of the the review. But according to a new report, major star on one of WWE's brands could be on their way out as their contract expires soon. Io Shirai. Joined WWE in the summer of 2018 after spending seven years in stardom. Going on to reach the final of the second May uh, Young Classic Tournament. That uh, that final took place at WWE's historic Evolution pay-per-view where she uh, lost to Tony Storm. Since then, Io Shirai has become a key part of the women's roster. Obviously winning several uh, different uh, accolades within the company. Mm. But uh, it is being said that um, she has not signed her newest WWE contract offer. She'll be a free agent next month if she doesn't sign her new deal. But she has told people in Japan that when her contract was up, that she wanted to return and be closer. Or I'm sorry, return to, to Japan and be closer with her family. Of course. Yeah, we talk about all the time how her and Evil got married uh, probably a little over a year ago now. But um, maybe more than that. This pandemic has yeah. been playing tricks on me. With yeah, time, yeah bro. I don't know why. Sure. Sure. Well, it's like the world crazy. went on pause. Yeah, go ahead, my bad. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, it's kind of spinning off of that. I also uh, forgot to mention this as well in the news is that um, I don't know what's I mean, it seems weird because it seems like there's a lot of tag teams splitting in AEW right now. I mean, oh, sense, yeah, I know what you're talking you know, about. Stu Grayson leaving, you know, so that kind of puts a damper in uh, him and Uno being a tag team within Dark Order. But I also heard, you know, which is unfortunate because we didn't see much of him last week because he got injured. But Santana. Yeah, apparently is there, there's been some rumors about that. Yeah, that he, yeah. Uh, and circulating around maybe heat that he has with his own partner. Apparently. Yeah, supposedly but, him and Ortiz are, are allegedly at odds right now. I have yeah, and, and, like barely talk to each other. Apparently, I can't that's imagine. Crazy man, and and, and, I, and it's crazy to me because I'm like, dude, these guys have spent a lot of years together to yeah. reach the point that they're that they're at now. Which John Ross is actually the one who started breaking it down because he was like looking at the last. The last time they had a tag match, I think, was like February, which doesn't sound correct, but that's what he. Was I mean, it doesn't about. also. It also doesn't sound out of the out of the ordinary based on how they've been booking him either. Yeah, yeah, you know no, I mean? no, yeah, definitely. But, but I will. He was saying that during promos and segments, you'll notice they do not stand next to each other anymore. Like even uh, when they're in the ring together, like they're usually on opposite sides of the ring, or one's walking around where the other one stands still. And I'm just like, yeah, that could that's, be that's it. Really but, but you know, just from a investigatory like i guess standpoint um i don't know i mean i hope that's not true but yeah that was something i heard as well at the beginning of the of the week but i i thought i'd hear more by the by the time uh the rest of the week shook out but i haven't heard anything about it so yeah the only thing i heard is that uh 
he supposedly, I mean, there's just rumors of him wanting to just leave the company. I, I mean, that's one thing, but to leave and then wanting to split. Yeah. Because I'd imagine him and Ortiz's uh, contracts would have been signed the same day. Yeah, apparently uh, it would be September. Uh, early September Man. is. Uh, oh, so not even, so even before All Out. Well, Damn. if you remember, they debuted it All Out. And then um, I think they said their contract got signed the day after that that night where they showed up with the president's mask and all that stuff hey, and then hey, and then i was there yeah exactly you know i remember <laughs> so and then and then of course we're <laughs> off to the races to the first uh, episode of dynamite but, but uh, the, speak, speaking of dynamite uh not my bad were you gonna say no no i was gonna say the fun thing about it i just had a conversation with mark about it i was like yeah man it's crazy i remember when they debuted and then you're like yeah they debuted remember and i'm like yeah I do remember. <laughs> so it was just, that's why I was just like automatically like uh, I was gonna I was gonna give it to you, but you never you don't like the build, man. <laughs> nah, I want it now. Wow, man, these new fans to tell you. But yep. AEW Dynamite, man, we uh, had a uh, quite interesting edition of uh, the show. This that uh, you know last night we had a Scorpio Sky defending his title, uh, Genie, of course, the TNT title, going against uh, Wardlow. Um, and as you guys remember, uh, there was a you know no physicality edict that was in place during the interview last week there were some words exchanged and it turned out to be uh, i think a no dq match so say and you can bring all your members from att which i'll get to that in a second uh <laughs> wardlow he absorbs a very early low blow kick from sky and then uh, but he quickly responds with an overhead belly to belly suplex uh wardlow with a pair of bill throws to the champion but lambert and att distract him at ring sign uh ringside long enough for sky to blitz him into the still steps before picture in picture we see wardlow hit a uh picture perfect swanton bomb on sky then he goes for the powerbomb symphony only to be interrupted by the att members storming the ring he quickly dismantles them and then Gorilla presses the last member from inside the ring uh, to outside, landing on top of the others at ringside. Uh, we see Sky actually starts Wardlow with the TNT title for a very near fall, then goes for the TKO, but he uh, counters and shoves him into Lambert on the apron before taking a spine buster. And then Wardlow calls for the symphony and uh, hits three power bombs in a row, then flex pins to win and become the new TNT champion. Uh, Post match, you see confetti rain down from the Raptors as Wardlow celebrates Bro, was- his, his first title win. Um, I didn't. I wasn't confetti, bro. That was hella confetti. Yeah, (laughs) that was ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I put rains down all caps. Um, I didn't mind the match. What I will say is, I felt like the flex pin was too much for me. Um, Scorpio Sky deserves more than that. And then I just thought Uh, this whole thing with ATT. It's like, bro, all those guys look like guys that show up when you're asking people to help you move. Like none of those people look like anyone I've ever seen. They never name dropped anybody in that group because that to me tells me they're all workers or they're all people who are training right now with with yeah uh, there were there were a bit okay but here's my question like and i may have missed it was ethan page also getting involved or no no i so i he was there at ringside but i never yeah. saw him run in and physically assault wardlow bro because i'm not gonna lie i i was hoping that I mean, look, I'm not saying I didn't want Wardlow to win, but I didn't think it was time yet. Right. Yeah. I just it was because selfishly, quick. selfishly, I wanted Scorpio to finally get a reign that wasn't revolving around uh, Sammy Guevara in his sex yeah. life. Right. Yeah. Or or that's not um, memorable because of other people are involved. You know, like, yeah, yeah he's the it, first tag champ, but with Kazarian, like we want to see some solo success. Yeah. Or, or, oh, yeah, they did this match, but with Paige Van Zandt or this or this. Yeah. I, don't, or I, want, I just want to see him do his thing because I know he's worthy of it. And, and he's been. He's been deserving of the attention yeah. and the and recognition. He really doesn't for that. need you know I mean? Lambert. He does not. No, need, he really don't. He, he, he like, doesn't need Paige. He doesn't need Lambert. If if I had to give him any, if he needed 
if some if you told me, hey, give Scorpio somebody to handle him, it'd be Stokely all day, every day. That's the only other person. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Him, you know, dude, him and Jade would be great. Yeah. Definitely. Him and Jade it would be a great addition. As, as next level athletes in this game. Yeah, bro. And then definitely. like, dude, yeah, I don't know. There's something like that, that did rub me the wrong way about that flex pin. I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm saying, same with you. It's like, okay, if it's going to happen, did you have to do that? But then the whole time I'm watching the pin, I'm like, and then Ethan's going to come in and, and disqualify him. Where the fuck is Ethan? I'm like, yeah. oh, this is really happening. I'm like, yeah, I so guess. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I guess they had to do something, something big with the TNT title in Rochester. I guess you know. I guess, I guess you know, and I think is Wardlow from New York? No, he's from um Cleveland. But I'm saying because the TNT mm. Championship synonymous with Brody. Oh no, no, I get it. I get so it. Other than I, that, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just don't. I don't know if a title changed any of that, but we'll see. I mean, it did, it wasn't lost on me that they started the night off with a TNT Championship yeah. match in. Well, Rochester, I figured because so. well, I figured also though the main event. Was you know once I realized who won that, uh, I, I've been meaning to ask you about that because it was a good rumble. I ain't gonna lie to you. It yeah, was. I've been watching. I'm gonna go back and check it out. But I so because when I found I out it was fo- him, I was like, oh shit, I gotta tell Doc about this. I wonder. If oh knows. no, yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw the hook, but my bad. I got a lot to get through. Let me, let me get through this. Um, John Moxley backstage segment. Uh, speaking of main event, uh, it says a lot of people have lost money betting against him and believing they can make a name off of his. Uh, says he knows exactly the type of monster he's dealing with in Brody King, but maybe everyone else forgot what kind of monster he is and that reminds everyone about his recent victory over Tanahashi and how much fun he he had carving human flesh uh, inside of blood and guts last week before saying he's done his research on Brody he plans on exposing his limitations in the main event and tells him to step up or get stepped on not a bad uh, promo you know but definitely an intriguing matchup between these two guys I don't think they ever met before tonight uh, we get a backstage segment, Tony Nice, um, and I'm just going to couple these because there's two of them uh, throughout the night. Sterling and Nice, um, Mark Sterling, that is, they try to recruit Lee, uh, Keith Lee, to sign a petition. I guess they got to get Swerve removed from the roster, uh, but Lee clarifies, despite their recent trust issues, they're still partners and uh, are still winning. Unlike them, Nice asked Sterling what uh, Keith Lee meant by that as he walks off, which of course I'm sure means they're going to get to some sort of. Uh, singles match down the line and then later sterling and nice try recruiting orange cassidy's signature but he's clear he doesn't sign anything without his lawyer present which happens to be dan housen of course uh nice threatens to make cassidy sign it anyway and uh chuck and trent then step up to kind of you know back him down but sterling gets the idea to have a match between them two on rampage which of course dan housen pitches but Somehow it's a better idea, even though it's the same exact idea. Uh, and then Sterling adds, well, how about signing, you know, if he loses, he has to sign the petition uh, as part of the stipulation of the match. Dan Housen says sustained, overruled, hearsay, you know, just proving his lawyer jargon just to end the segment. It was just Dan Housen being goofy. So uh, nothing really to write home about. But we have this uh, in-ring segment, Christian and Luchasaurus. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he, he said, oh, you don't think I can get more heat? He he's on a roll right now. Like, yeah, he, like Corn, he, he, Cornette, he said this he's been his favorite heel promo in like I forgot how many years, but I mean he's been loving he, this. Yeah. He, he, and it's really just playing off, you know, the reality of the situations, you know what I mean? But uh they they make their way out. Cage says despite being on the hills of blood and guts, he's the only cage, quote unquote, everyone is still talking about. Uh, then teases revealing why he and Luchasaurus have aligned when he's interrupted by Matt Hardy. Uh Hardy calls Cage the Michael Jordan of being an asshole. Then calls him out for screwing over Jungle Boy. Well, Cage responds, he's starting to uh, make Jeff sound like the sober brother 
to many asshole chants, I'll say. Uh, Matt calls out Cage for using Luchasaurus to make big money like he did with Private Party and admits that he's there to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, Cage calls him a clout chaser and accuses Matt of ignoring Jeff's real issues in order to write his coattails one last time. More a-hole chants. Uh, Cage says Matt is still the family embarrassment despite recent events. Uh, this incense is um, hardy to get in Cage's face, but uh, Luchasaurus cuts him off with a headbutt. Uh, he continues the assault at ringside, and then he sandwiches uh, Hardy's head on the ring post and nails him with a big boot before hitting him with a choke slam through a ringside table. So, yeah, man. Uh, I, I don't know where they're going with this, but they did say something uh, interesting. I wonder what Christian has on Luchasaurus to have him do this because, you know, the belief is, oh, he's known Jungle Boy since he was nine. Why would he do this voluntarily unless he's being forced to? So, it has me wondering because one of the things I keep forgetting to bring up with you that day that, you know, he did talk about Jungle Boy's dead dad. And then, you know, Luchasaurus came down and he was like, wait, 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 no, no, no. Let's talk about this in the back. He the one of the first things out of Christian's mouth was, wait, don't don't forget. Uh, remember what happened to Marco? Remember what happened to Marco? And the whole crowd went, whoa, you know, what I mean, but it didn't make sense. They didn't bridge like that that point you know what i mean so i wasn't too he, sure he i was meant. wondering because they he commented on it saying that he thought his name being brought up was really lame but understands why it was brought up for storyline purposes but i didn't i must have missed that yeah it, it was like very quick but again that segment was a little choppy on the playback for some reason so i, I like i had a, had a few problems with it when i was trying to just get the the verbiage but anyway uh we have uh a blood and guts vignette basically all you need to know is that the jericho association appreciation society <laughs> will not stop until eddie kingston is in a grave uh um, did, did you watch the full version of this i saw it on youtube and it was really good man yeah no what's the daddy magic or big big daddy magic or whatever yeah. he, dude he he surprised me yeah, because Reddit, it's like heralding him as a good promo right now. Yeah, I no, like, a lot of people are, are were talking about it. I'm like, what are they talking about? I'm like, I, I was like, I remember there was a bunch of different people on that. So when I saw that there was like a six minute version, I was like, oh, OK, let me watch this version. And then I yeah. was like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, this guy's going going ham. Like, and then but a lot of it is it's understandable, the stuff that he's saying, like how he's missed all this stuff. But because he has to do this, because this is loyalty, this is how I show my appreciation. Exactly. I was like, OK, that gives way more depth to whatever the fuck this club is. Instead of y'all just like, yeah, we just like him and we're all Canadian. So we said, fuck it, eh? We're going to yeah. just fucking join. Like, exactly. Yeah. Give me, give me something to hold on to. So kudos to him. Yeah. No, actually, I was going to say, I'll just knock out the rest of the J.A.S. and Eddie King items here. Uh we, we did ha have uh, Jake Hager and uh, Claudio have a backstage interview segment. Uh, another no physicality edict is in place as uh, Shivani interviews both of them. Hager tells Claudio he knows that deep down he's not as tough as he is and notes how he's never been a world champion in Ring of Honor or WWE. Uh, Hager adds how he's still an undefeated MMA fighter, but Claudio responds by reminding him he beat Zack Sabre his first night in and uh, won blood and guts, you know, his first week in AEW and vows to beat Hager next week. Uh, and so that'll be interesting because I believe that got, um, like we talked about, I guess that's Fighter Fest um, that's being booked. So that's one of the matches for Fighter Fest announced. And then uh, night, night one, just night one, y'all. Oh, oh, night one. I didn't even see that. And <laughs> yeah, then, uh, yeah. And then we have an in-ring segment with Eddie Kingston. Uh, he comes down, mob deep tea, as you said. 
Uh, he wishes Wardlow and his blood and guts teammates congratulations, even Claudio, like verbally says it. Uh, then he says, Jericho, you made a liar out of me. I told people, or you didn't get to taste your blood, and I told people I'd make you bleed. And then Jericho appears on the Tron uh, from the parking lot. He's flanked by the JAS and has actually Tay Conti lining up Ruby Soho, because I forgot to mention that last week in the review that Ruby came down and took out Tay Conti when she took out the ref and got the uh, the key to the door and opened it. So I forgot that that was something that happened. And I thought that was very cool because we talk about it all the time, how a lot of times when Eddie is uh, caught up in backstage uh, melee, like more recently, the fireball to the face, Ruby has been one of the more consistent friends that show up to check on him. So it makes sense why she showed up during blood and guts. And uh, even in this segment, which I didn't expect, but yeah, we see Tay Conti slam her hand uh, with a car door much like uh hager that did that to uh dustin rose not too long like way yeah way it was back. yeah 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 uh, very much the same and then he wants eddie he'll be next and then they flee the scene so you know uh but uh just to get back to the action we got butcher and blade taking on swerve in our glory uh we see keith lee he manages to bill throw butcher off the second rope which gets him mad enough to grab a chair and threaten to bring it into the ring but of course he doesn't uh swerve assists lee with a grizzly magnum but gets distracted by bunny at ringside good to see her because she was uh on uh the injury list not too long ago too so i don't know if she's getting better and enough to work ringside and hopefully get back in the ring but good to see her but yeah see he gets distracted by bunny long enough to be tripped on the apron by blade before picture in picture uh we see uh, lee tag in after commercial and he built throws blade into his partner before swerve hits a rolling jumping flatliner on butcher uh lee and swerve hit a discus form in zaguri combo then lee goes for the pounce but hits swerve on accident after blade pulls him into the line of fire playing on that trust factor uh, at one point swerve is crotched in the top rope by blade but then lee hits a corner splash to him and helps swerve regain his balance before hitting the powerbomb stomp combo for the win i forgot what they call that sometimes they call swerve in our glory sometimes it's called something else like the big something i forgot you should just uh, call it the whip that trick, dude. I mean, just there, call there you it. Go. <laughs> and then actually the post match is what was interesting at first. And then it just felt like super booking. And then I realized, oh, that's why Fighter Fest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then so, but but yeah, no, you're going to talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah. So Team Taz, they uh they come out and cut their music and tell Swerve in our glory that he and Starks. Hey, crowd was hot for them, though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, they were. Yeah. He tells Swerve in our glory that he and Starks are two grown ass men while they're still uh trick ass bitches. Uh, Starks starts to question who the best tag team is when the Bucks interrupt. Uh, and first they compliment both teams recent four and a half star match a double or nothing, but say that's an off night for the young bucks, which it kind of is. And it says neither of them got the victory anyways, like they did, because obviously they end up beating the champions that won that match. Uh, the bucks issue a proposal to team Taz and swerve in our glory of a three-way tag team title match for fighter fest next week. So that's, what's going on. Uh, uh, so you didn't, you didn't touch on it. Um, the fact that there was a deafening FTR chant when they called trying oh, to call I mean, themselves. I, <laughs> I was I mean, like, I, I did, but I mean, I think what it was was Nick was like, Yeah, we know we're better than them, and you know it. And I was, oh, yeah, there, there was that too. But it was just kind of cheap heat. So I, I didn't, I, I thought, I thought you'd be hyped that he actually finally said, uh, Read him in F and Weep on TV. Mother F and Weep. weep. Yeah. Well, last week, I mean, on, I think on Rampage, what's his name was like, uh, I'm a smooth mother. <laughs> his name starks like i don't know if you saw that but Eddie yeah he did yeah yeah i did see that, that. Yeah. yeah uh but anyway uh we have a uh dark order in ring segment actually um yeah no that's fine yeah uh, i i just wanted to say that it was the, that tag match with glow uh with swerving them and mm -hmm. the butcher and blade it was actually a pretty good match yeah, yeah very fun very fun yeah. match. 
Uh, but yeah, Dark Order in ring segment. Um, this was just a cheap pop for the hometown crowd. Course, I don't really think course. I need to go over it. Um, all you need to know is negative one never ever issues the new proclamation, <laughs> but calls out QT to a match when he's 19 years old. Bruh. And I will say, John Silver, great Ric Flair callback. Uh, Rochester, mm. New York is Dark Order country. And then I, I, like we talked about last week, Evil Uno, he tweeted, Dark Order is not dead. This week he says, Dark Order is forever. Uh, there's a new chapter. Us six aren't going anywhere. So that's, uh, I guess, that's definitely worth mentioning as with the departure then, of Stu um, Grayson and Alan Angels. So. I was going to say, Alan Angels confirmed it um, on the Sammy vlog and everything, too. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, I forgot to say this, too. There's a vignette for Brody King who doesn't say a damn word because all he has to do is show up while uh, Malachi just narrates. And it was great. He goes, uh, I envy you, John. I envy you for the decisions that you made and the violence you have inflicted on yourself. We didn't get the luxury of your decisions. No, our violence is by design. But you know what? I truly envy the experience that you're about to have. You think you know pain. You think you know anger. You think you know violence. No, you don't but I will make sure that Brody King will leave his mark on you because the house will make sure that anything you experience tonight goes far beyond the physical realm of pain. I envy you, John. It was just like a cold ass promo. <laughs> like, not nah, it's like even bro, in the match. It, it's shit like this where I sit there and I'm like, damn, all you, all they had to do in WWE is just sit back and allow him to create, bro. Seriously. Ser- I, I totally agree. Uh, we, let's see, we get a, uh, a, a really interesting matchup. Uh, Pento, Penta Oscuro with uh, Alex Abrihentes and Ray Phoenix taking on Roosh uh, with Jose and Andrade Eladolo. Uh, you know, this like, circulated from some melee that happened on uh, Rampage with, I think Roosh was part of the, uh, the, the rumble and, you know, ripped off. Of yeah, there was, there was that. And I guess they had, there was another match before that they had on like dark or something. I'm not privy to it. Yeah, yeah, same. So, uh, but I believe this is his dynamite uh, debut. But he does enter with the white bull luchador mask, playing up his El Toro Blanco moniker, which I thought was dope. Uh, we get several chop offs that are scattered throughout the match. Uh, but at one point, Roosh does try to rip off Penta's mask, but eats two sling blades back to back instead. Uh, Penta hits Roosh on the floor with a tope con hilo as uh, Alex spears Jose at ringside. Like, <laughs> like it looked cool, but it was like. You got to throw them out man. now, right? Yeah, you yeah. got to throw all of them out, right? But this is before picture in picture. Uh, Roosh hits a uh, hits Penta with a snap German suplex and a power slam for two. But Penta responds with a uh, that leapfrog backstabber in the corner he likes to do. Uh, we see another chop off begin, but Roosh wins the exchange with a rising knee smash. And then he hits Penta with a diving shotgun dropkick and a diving senton for two. Not a swanton, but a senton, which we don't see a lot of those. Um, sans, you know, uh, Darby Allen, but his is a little bit more unique and innovative. Uh, Penta borrows his brother's rolling jumping cutter again and follows with a fear factor, but Andrade helps Roosh with a rope break behind the ref's back. The ref is distracted by Andrade at ringside while Roosh low blows Penta, then rips off his mask and rolls him up for the win. Uh, not much in post uh, after this. I thought that w- this may lead to something more, or maybe we'd see new champion pack rundown. You know, just thought, you yeah, know, I, w- I was kind of surprised that Pacton wasn't down there, seeing that they already have cross paths between them two, except just a different tag team or, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I mean, it was a smart finish because when you think about it, it's like, do I even try to kick out? Because if I kick out, everyone sees my face. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I got uh, to see three matches left and three uh, segments as well, uh, not to mention some of the match uh, announcements. So we got the uh, the acclaimed and gun club. This was uh, added pretty late in the night, but uh, taking on Fuego del Sol and the team of Bear Country and Leon Ruff. I guess they're called roughing it. Don't know why. <laughs> but 
that's the name uh we see bowens look to be back in action uh as because it was an eight-man tag as the acclaim's usual rap entrance is cut short by austin gun snatching caster's mic to many booze gun club are the biggest heels right now i'm just saying bro i'm telling you we talked about it last week is this leading towards some sort of fan uh or a face turn for the acclaim because they have the fans literally every week when they come out yeah they do every time their music hits they they are and and it's easy to hate the gun club it really is you know so uh bowen tags in and dominates it's it's easier to cheer ass boys and watch them get mad yeah (laughs) but yeah go ahead exactly uh fuego hits a uh, early tornado ddt on bowens and uh before bronson gets the hot tag bronson clears house and hits austin with a baldo bomb and uh uh, but caster actually breaks the pin commentary note how austin voluntary tagged in bowens as a sign of unity because we do see that before bowens it's a leapfrog leg drop to bronson caster tags in to hit the mic drop unaware austin has already blind tagged him before he jumps preventing him from making a pin and then he takes his time and makes the cover to win the match for his team but essentially stealing the victory from the acclaimed uh post-match the acclaimed the gun club they begin to exchange words until austin and colton blind sign caster and bones with uh, with clotheslines billy gun quickly pulls his sons off the acclaimed and verbally scolds them before clocking caster with a clothesline of his own uh bowen slowly gets to his feet while offering billy a slow scissor but bro so, hits him. <laughs> so the moment i saw him start to get i'm like oh i already know what he's finna do like he's like a two brute, <laughs> like yeah, straight up, straight up, straight up. Like I thought we had something. <laughs> straight up, you know. But Billy does it with a famouser instead. And he uh, yeah. stands tall with his sons. And I thought it was funny how after the fact, Austin picks up Bowen's limp hand and scissors it to add insult to injury. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, yeah, I did. It, it was good. It was good. Yeah, definitely. So. It, this was honestly a textbook booking. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I saw the you know Billy clocking him with a clothesline a mile away, but. I did. Pro, I actually, you know? I, I actually, that was a surprise for me, but it was a nice surprise because it, yeah. it gave it more depth for for the story to go. Definitely, so. yeah. They added some more miles last week where he kind of stood up for that. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, I so. did. But uh, we get a vignette, man. I really like this from Miro. Uh, he says Malachi Black, which we I talked about it. I said the pain yeah, the redeemer, man. Uh, we are a different kind of men. You collect the weak, I dispose of them. You stand their backs while I break them. Don't you understand? You, a man who preys on the flawed, has enraged a man who is flawless. I, who rattled the gates of heaven, will destroy the gates of hell. So go ahead and buy yourself a bag of coins, because when I'm done, the house of black, uh, or when I'm done with the house of black, you're gonna have many eyes to cover because the redeemer is coming. Enraged. I, I, I love the uh, the the bag of coins mm-hmm. and the eyes to cover. Like if yeah. you know, if you know, you know. But it, exactly, it's, it, it's it's a nice like touch. Like yeah, definitely. I was, I was first. I'm, th- I'm thinking he was talking about like patches, like julia hart and 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 pack war for a short time you know and then i'm like oh no he's talking something way deeper a little bit more i don't say biblical maybe more sinister i don't know well, you know? well a lot of people like you know they would they would put pennies on people's eyes yeah like like they would have to pay a t- yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for know, the the uh, was it the the pay toll not the toll the the yachtsman not the yachtsman what is it the whoever it is that the the yeah you have to pay the boat man that takes you down takes your soul down yeah exactly yeah type of thing yeah because I've heard uh Malachi use it in a uh in a promo before yeah, yeah exactly yeah uh we get a tag match I just don't like how they do this man but Nyla Rose and Marina Schaffer take on yeah Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm newly minted thunderstorm so you know how I knew this uh, was happening is they already had the the shirt for sale before the the show like oh, like I Wednesday didn't. 
Wednesday noon, like at, at noon, uh, like yeah, around twelve o'clock, they were already had an email about this. Okay, I didn't, I didn't even know about that. What, what I was gonna say was that I thought it was them that Jr. kept saying this is the first their first tag match is like, no, they no, took not. on yeah. Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker like a couple times. So. I sat there. I was like, no one really, no one's going to correct. Yeah. Me. I was kind of a little kind of mad about that. But anyway, the heels enter with umbrellas to troll uh, thunderstorm. Really stupid. Uh, Hills jump the faces to kick off the match, but storm gets control of the basement shotgun drop kick the chauffeur uh, thunderstorm hits chauffeur with a poetry emotion style shotgun drop kick and double snap suplex. They used quick tags to maintain control on chauffeur, but storm gets sent to the ropes and hit on the back by Nyla and her umbrella behind the ref's back uh nyla and shafir now use quick tags of their own to dominate storm before rose hits a running splash uh rosa tags in and takes out nyla with a diving cross body then hits a running basement missile drop kick or many of them i should say against the bottom rope uh i notice every time she hits it on nyla she like lands on her feet because that's how thick like of a person uh nyla is but uh rose hits rosa with a uh sit out uranagi then tags and chauffeur for her follow-up pump handle slam for a very near fall but storm ddt's nyla and german suplexes shafir before hitting a spike fire thunder driver for the win so yeah uh it was what it was i think it was just like oh we came up with something fun oh we can market it on a t-shirt now we got to get them on the show like that's how it came off to me but i don't know uh but uh yeah uh, we got a backstage segment the baddies. Yay. Uh, Jay immediately tells Tony to cut the shit. Then asks Stokely what he was thinking last week with Layla Gray. Stokely says if there can be an interim world champion in AEW, then surely they can have an interim baddie and cues uh, Layla to walk into the shot. Gray unsuccessfully offers handshakes to both Kira and Jade, while Stokely touts how he finessed Gray from wanting to beat Jade's ass, <laughs> wanting, to, wanting to save it. And then tells her to trust the process. This is all like classic Stokely right here. Yeah, it only costs $1,100. I'm like, damn, you just. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny, man. Uh, Jade warns Stokely if Gray fails to deliver, then it's his ass. And she walks out on the, uh, the interview. And I'm glad they decided to retain her, though, because I thought she had a good look. Yeah, no, I thought so, so too, definitely. You know, and then uh, we got some match announcements. Uh, Kanitsuke, uh, Takashita saw this. On, yeah, uh, Eddie Kingston. That should be interesting on Rampage. Yeah, he's he's hyped for it. He put a "Let's fucking go." Yeah, with, there with you go. Tweet on it. Yeah, so yeah, he's right. He's looking forward to it. And I didn't see the debut tag match, but it seems like they've uh, been getting something rolling in terms of momentum. But Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb are back. It was pretty good. They just kept trying to one up each other. Okay, that's not yeah that's typical heel stuff. You know, uh, she's keeping her eye on the championship still, but you know. Okay, yeah. and then uh, we got some Ring of Honor uh, stuff going on where we got the Gates of Agony, the newest clients of uh, yep, Tully yep. Blanchard, which will be good to see Tully on a rampage. I'll, I'll be honest, if he shows up, uh, he'll be taking on the team of Lee Moriarty and Jonathan Gresham. Which, Ooh, uh, them versus uh, FTR down the line will be interesting because of yeah. Tully. Definitely, so. definitely. And then we got Orange Cassidy taking on Tony Nese in that aforementioned match where if he uh, loses, he has to <laughs> sign their petition for whatever reason so oh that's really okay they're really okay yeah exactly so and this is all about swerve so i don't get why swerve's not involved or whatever but i don't know uh and then we got uh you know the three-way that was announced swerving her glory taking on ricky or team taz i should say and the young bucks for the uh tag team titles of AEW for next wednesday fighter fest night one as you said and also uh you know confirmed is uh jake hager taking on claudio castagnoli uh so that should be good and then we had a few matches announced for death before dishonor which i believe is july 23rd we had wheeler yuda defending his pure championship against daniel garcia you were just talking about that this is the direction it could or should go uh po- like like post uh um 
New Japan post. You were talking, you know, you you're talking. Well, no, I I had said that they they were there was plans that they were already going to be booking it, but the, the, we didn't know that there was going to be a for sure thing until I started hearing the Death Before Dishonor stuff actually coming out. Oh, so. okay. I thought maybe you saw some things that made you. No, think no, he know. jumped them. He definitely jumped them and then like hit him with the title and raised it over his head. So I figured they were going that route. But yeah. then when I heard the uh, pay per view announcement, I'm like, oh, okay, that that must be what's going on. Yeah, no, definitely. And then, of course, Samoa Joe uh, defending his ROH TV title against Jay Lethal. That's been confirmed. Uh, So uh, with that, we had uh, two backstage segments that have, you know, Ring of Honor type of uh, indications. Uh, Daniel Garcia, he uh, says when he stepped on Yuta's neck while raising his pure title last month in dark, there was nothing he could do about it. And after spending an hour with him last week in Blood and Guts, he knows everything we can throw at him, calls Yuta a fake. Sorry, sorry. It it distorted throughout the whole quote uh, from... Daniel Garcia, he's in the back and he says, uh, when he stepped on Yuta's neck while raising his pure title last month on Dark, there was nothing he could do about it. And after spending an hour with him in Blood and Guts last week, he knows just about everything he could throw at him. He calls Yuta a fake tough guy and says, you can call me a technical wrestler or a sports entertainer, but come Death Before Dishonor, you'll have to call me the best. Not a bad uh, promo from the young kid. And then our boys, uh, the top guys, FTR. They uh, Cash says they call themselves seven star FTR for a reason and says no match took more out of them than winning the ROH tag straps at Supercard of Honor uh, versus the Briscoes, of course. And then Dax just lays down the gauntlet for the rematch uh, FTR versus the Briscoes part two. Uh, he says, you know, to be a king, you have to kill the king and we ain't dead yet. Top guys out. Yeah, I, I knew I knew you'd love that finish, too. I was like, oh, yeah. That yeah. was that was cold. People, cold, 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 cold. I was, I was, cold I was a cold piece of business, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, speaking of the cold Peter piece of business, it brings us to our biggest piece uh, on the uh, on the agenda, which is of course the main event: Brody King taking on uh, reigning interim John, uh, or interim champion, I should say, of AEW, John Moxley. And uh, I just got to say these these uh, couple of uh, quotes from commentary because this, you know me, man, commentary popping me sometimes. Uh, Regal says, Brody is the type of opponent that makes me glad I'm not competing anymore. And then adds, I'd rather earn my living working inside of a coal mine than face someone like him. He 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 said he's as tough as a was he no, as he a casket as a coffin nail. Yeah, is that said, what he said? Bro, yeah, Brody King is as hard as a coffin nail, and I was just like, I fell out, bro. I was like, that's a great yeah. line. And then there's one point where Brody is bringing the fight to Mox, and Jr. is like, damn, that's like getting hit with a catcher's mitt loaded with concrete. Dude, Taz Pop, he tried to just respond, and he, he was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that that is a good one. I was and, like. He'll be writing off my man, Ross. Yeah. yeah. And then he added, he looks like he's getting electrocuted every time he's hit with a shot. And it was just yeah. like, yo, like, dude, it, that, I mean, I know you're going to get into it, but that, that chop to the, yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Dude, that was like a shotgun shell to point blank range to the chest, Sh- dude. Straight like, up. But uh, yeah, William Regal joins commentary before the match. Both men begin brawling on the floor. We see a Russian lake sweep by Mox to Brody on the guardrail before he gets back body drop hard on the ramp. I hated this call because JR goes, yeah, he's not just landing on some crash pad. It's like, why did you even say that? I, I thought it, I appreciated it just because we had to pretend like that's not what's happening a lot of times. You know what I mean? I, I guess, but I just felt to like me, to me, it was a more modern version of, well, yes. Yeah, so how do we learn how to fall? You know what I mean? I get you, but I just felt like, no, I don't know if anyone at all is like talking about crash pads right now, or if, even if I don't even think people were bad mouthing Sammy last week when he took that bump. I don't, I don't really think anyone like a lot of the reviews I listened to did not 
classify what he a fell lot on of, as, so, as a crash pad. They just said those were ringside tables. And I was like, all right, if you say so, like they look. Really I, I didn't hear anything specific about it, but I did hear that there was a lot of fans who were like disgusted with blood and gut saying that this isn't wrestling. I'm like, bro, you knew what the fuck you were tuning into when you watched it. Shut the fuck. It's in the name, dude. Shut the fuck up. Seriously, seriously. But uh, Mark's uh, not Mark's, but Mox, I should say, starts targeting the legs of the big Oakwood uh, and begins gaining control of the match, but walks right into a boss man slam for two. I uh, loved how Regal was noting the similarities between the House of Black and the uh, Blackpool Combat Club as Brody continues yeah. dominating. Uh, he hits a Walter like knife edge chop during picture in picture, which I, I do. When I saw that, I was like, man, him, him versus Walter would be some. Yeah, we fire for sure. Uh, King goes for his corner cannonball. Mox evades last minute minute and the nail superplex from the second rope brody escapes the bully choke and uh drills mox with a texas style pile driver for a very near fall brody applies his hanging sleeper in the corner which puts mox to sleep momentarily then he follows with a corner cannonball for two mox actually uh manages to hit the butterfly ddt the old paradigm ship as i call it because i don't call it a paradigm ship that that's just something of old to me like if it's not the lifting version i don't that's not paradigm for me but in anyway. paradigm deeds <laughs> there you go the paradigm deeds uh then he rains down hammer and uh hammer and anvil el- elbows <laughs> and applies a sleeper of his own brody's able to break the hold by flat backing mox hard on the mat but he pops back up and applies another sleeper then transitions it to a high angle bulldog choke for the win uh he didn't tap but he would have passed out without rest stoppage which is i think very important to note uh and you know I don't know how much you saw after this. I was going to ask if you saw the the post yeah, the post saw, post match. Yeah, I okay. saw all this. Okay, so and I don't know if anyone else saw this. Some of you may have watched the BR live. Some of you may have watched in your DVR. Some of you may watch live on TV. I'm not too sure. I know they said, "Oh, we're going to stick with the action till blah blah blah." But this is what I saw post match. We see Mox celebrating the win. And I thought this was very curious as him and Regal walk yeah, through the heel tunnel. I, I did see that. So I thought that was weird. And then Brody finally gets up. He's slowly grabbing his throat. He's selling the choke and he's like wandering up the ramp. And we see Malachi appear by his side. And, uh, you know, they're just kind of checking on each other. And then Darby and Sting enter on the stage, which I've been talking about this matchup, even though it seems like Malachi is going towards uh, you know, the redeemer side of things. I've been talking about House of Black versus Darby and Sting for a long time, you know, even before they got uh, Buddy Matthews in the in the mix. But um, who I also heard is is hurt, by the way. Um, what, yeah, he is. This whole doc trying to call dibs. I'm, I'm just letting people know. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, no yeah, I, I think what it is is because I've had more extensive talks with Mark about it. So but we see Darby and Sting. No, I, I remember. I'm just fucking with you, man. Oh, okay. Well, Darby and Sting enter on the stage now with uh, Darby audibly giving King his flowers, saying, you beat my ass last week. You more than deserve the main event spot, basically. And uh, actually offers a handshake, but Brody walks off with Black instead. And we do see Malachi kind of share an intriguing stare with Darby on the way out. But uh, that is how Dynamite ended this week. I'm hoping that's just going to be darby versus brody but mm-hmm. i mean i think that sounds fun um definitely but i don't get me wrong i'm i mean obviously about, malachi I'm, versus darby sounds great too yeah yeah know? well they both got half their faces painted you know i mean it, it you know it writes itself but and they're very stoic like characters but i'll agree i, I hope it stays single because i I think it sounds great on paper, House of Black versus Darby's thing, but I'm a little afraid about Brody 
handling Sting. I mean, I was afraid of Cage handling Sting in a cinematic match, and then we've seen Sting do more live things physically <laughs> since then. You're like, I'm afraid of how Sting is handling Sting. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, now I'm wondering if it, if that's the case, you know. So maybe him saying yes. I, I'm Sting. sure. I mean, yeah, I, I'll put it like this. I don't want to see him hit that uh that power bomb power driver shit on Sting. <laughs> no, there's no way that's <laughs> like happening. you know what I'm saying. Like I, I don't know. It's uh like like. It, do we see a black mass maybe but is he gonna do the whole no sale i hope not you yeah know I mean? not, yeah so. yeah unless like he hits him with a second one because he's like i, I don't want to see do you know don't don't hit him and he does the finish him like head because you know sing walks in like i heard y'all was talking about face paint and shit what's up motherfuckers yeah yeah <laughs> like that's like he's like oh i heard y'all were doing some shit I, oh I, oh this oh i do this every day <laughs> i put both i put both y'all on i put <laughs> both y'all motherfuckers on seriously but. man but uh, yeah, that was the show, right? Or uh, that was the, the the full review. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that'd be the full review, my man. I uh, appreciate it, man. Yeah, again, we don't know how much you guys saw it, but uh, I, I'm I'm guessing that they'll probably play it next week for those who didn't get a chance to see it if they're watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that has been the show. Uh, the Quincy Jones Show, man. We want to thank you guys as always for always tuning in to our show every week. Uh, getting your fix of the wrestling world, uh, whether it's news, hot takes, whether we're just you know trying to review, throw down some predictions, giving you our our opinions on how things should be done or how things were done or how could they could have been done better and all that and the like. But uh, follow us if you're not already, man. That is at the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, at the Quincy Jones Show on TikTok, at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and backslash the Quincy Jones Show on Facebook. And of course, you can hit us up. The Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, if you're our uh, sponsor, like to be, uh, you know, get a little bit of ad time. Or if you guys are uh, looking to support the show, we got some merchandise, of course, man. It's getting hot out of here. Get yourself a pocket tee, KJS logo on the front, man. Let them know who you're repping, who you're listening to every Friday. And of course, you can do so by also tuning in uh, every Friday. We drop an episode. You already know how it goes, man. It's uh, going to be uh, on, on CastBox. It's going to be on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, the great people at uh, True100Radio.com, man. And alternatively... Get super familiar Quincy Jones go on Spotify as well. Album mm-hmm. should be dropping. Uh, I want to say the end of this month, hopefully the end of this month, if not uh, real early August, but hoping to finish everything by the end of this month to get uh, that out to y'all for your listening pleasure. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, who knows? Might even give the hip hop hybrid run for his moolah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, you can keep dreaming little Mark Nelson. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Hey man, I I fought long and hard to get to this spot, man. I ain't just gonna give give it to nobody, man. Your greenhorn. No. Okay, cool. So <laughs> so you're not you're, so you're just not gonna clear the verse on the album. Great, yeah, yeah. great. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I got I got some I got some things in place. No, <laughs> no, got some man. power. No, got no, some no, power. Do, do me a favor though. Like he said, Quincy Jones go. He's been working on this project. The uh, is it Quincy Jones show? I believe right. Yes, the Quincy yes, Jones show. It's yeah. Quincy Jones go. The Quincy Jones show. I mean, it's yes, sir. Album, aptly named, album. man. Yeah, album of the same name of the, as this podcast. Dope music. He's been working on it for a while. He's got this this video prepped and ready. I'm telling you guys, stay Whew. tuned. When we have it uploaded, we will let you know. So you go ahead and pre-save it on any platform of your preference. I'm telling you guys, this is the fire for the summer season. I'm, I'm telling you, end of July, beginning of August, for sure. That's a promise. That's a guarantee. That's a God's honest truth. Now, while you're there on those platforms, go ahead and check me out. His brother, Extraordinaire, World's Greatest Tag Team Partner as well. Uh, that's actually one of the singles you might want to check out. World's Greatest Tag Team. It's uh, Doc Lesnar. 
listener, you go ahead and uh, search for me on your favorite platform, D-O-C-L-E-S-N-A-R, in that search bar. Boom, there I are. Boom, for you and yours. And you'll see this is awesome. One of uh, the most probably electrifying wrestle rap projects ever in the history Facts. of the genre. And, uh, you know, you know, it's about uh, six, seven tracks, man. You got me. You got, like I said, my uh, tag partner for life, Quincy Jones. Go. Mega Ran, just a damn icon for the whole genre. And my man, I Ellis, the artist, is on there as well. Go ahead and check that out. Again, any platform you do your music where you stream your favorite artists, you will see us there, man. Mega Towers, Quincy Jones. Go. Doc Less and check us out. Check your boy out. Of course, I uh, do the uh, wrestling merch as well on uh, Mercari. I got tons of bundles. Check them out, man. Anything from Deathmatch people to to, to autograph eight by tens check them out right now i'm telling you you will not be disappointed at all and while you're there also follow your boy at doc lesnar on instagram at doc underscore kgs pod for everything that pertains to this podcast wrestle wednesdays hashtag it tap in get familiar oh. all, all the above man uh we're all about the wrestling community stuff man so and then i'll uh, follow your boy on uh, facebook and twitter at uh, i'm doc lesnar other than that my good dude my good brother my good wrestling world's greatest tag team partner i got three words for him top guys, guys. out <laughs> <laughs>